Yeah, I like oat milk. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Deal with it. Deal with it. <laughs> Get fucked. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Four Jobbers Podcast. I am, of course, Ginger Heaton. I'm back, and I was uh, away in Tirana for some business, but now I'm back. The double champion of the Royal Rumble. Yes, that's right. I'm sure you guys uh, heard all about it, but now you get to hear it from the man himself. Of course, I'm going to lead off with this, and of course, you are both upset. You should be. Disappointing performance from everybody else except for me. (laughs) Somehow... The, the luck gods were on my side, and I, I win. I win the T-shirts. Let's go. But on to on to bigger and better things because Jordan is coming to Montreal. Yes, we are all going to the Chambre together. But today we have the waxy news. We have Jason's homework of the week. We are without Jason, though. He is away due to an illness. He still he, gave us homework. He still gave us homework. That is right. There was something wrong with all his throat. Right. Something happened this weekend, and now his throat... Is damaged. Uh, well, I don't know. Use your imagination to, to and uh, wait with bated breath until next week when he tells you what he's been doing with his throat <laughs> and or. <laughs> <laughs> and next week we will also right. give our predictions for the Chambre since we will be in the building. We'll tell you who's going to win or who we want to win. It's going to be Sami Zayn walking out of everything with the fucking title. But <laughs> it every again. week, every week, walking out of bed. Every time he gets excited. Uh, he might still be talking. <laughs> yeah. yeah, probably. I think Riverside can't It was frozen. Eh? I knew it. It was frozen. I was just going. <laughs> I see you guys frozen, and I'm like, and I'm ripping a fucking promo, and I'm like, oh, my God, there's no way. Riverside can't handle He rips a bust-ass promo every single time. Yeah, R- Riverside just did not like my promo whatsoever. They they silenced me. Oh, my goodness. Well, anyway, it's, I'm saying it's over to you, Jordan. How do you feel? Are you excited to come to Montreal? Man, I'm I'm buzzing. I actually can't wait. Not just for a bit of a holiday to see you lads. I'm gonna to get to see some some live WWE action, not only in the Chambre itself, but we're also gonna be seeing what's happening on SmackDown the night before. So that little precursor, the last kind of go home show before the the big event. So yeah, man, I'm buzzing. I, I actually can't wait. Uh, I'm moist with excitement. I sent a little video to the group, and it was a Reddit post about all the time Sami Zayn has been in Montreal and the crowd reaction, and it mm. was just a great video. Oh, my goodness, the crowd. I, I, I It's going to be gonna a be special, nice. special thing. Every other Sami Zayn pop put together times 10. Uh, that's true. It's true. It's going to be no matter be. what. Oh, my God, what his music hits. What music will it be, do you guys think? Will it be his current music? Will it be oh, no. Movie? We need to see the old school. Like, Gotta go back to school. But we need to see the original. Even if they WWE. just do what they did with Drew, a clash at the castle, and they, they start with his old theme and then they go back, yeah. I, I feel like you need the crowd to go along with it. I, I selfishly would love to see uh, the old theme to sing along yes. to. <laughs> the old lays are going to be going. The, the world would pop for that. Like, it would just be... Oh, the building insane. would implode immediately. So yeah. we wouldn't have a winner of the match. Everyone would be dead. <laughs> <laughs> of oh, course, no. that beautiful voice is the Waxy, the Venomous, the Son of the Dentist, Ryan, the Wax Mamba. Are you excited to see Jordan again? You've already had a taste of his lips before, but oh. how are you feeling? 
I'm excited, you know, it's weird how like he's someone that I see and speak to every week. And yet at the same time, I haven't seen him in seven, eight years Uh, at this point. It's like seven years or something. Yeah. No way. So the last time I was, uh, last time I saw you guys was when we were in Europe, when I was in Europe to visit Brad. Yeah. And then I saw Brad later that year in Montreal. That was the last that's time right. we saw each other. I think no I way. That's the last. Yeah. I can't even believe that. That's, that's fucking wild. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. It's actually shocking behavior on both of our parts. But yeah, no, know. for real. I mean, two of those, two of those were COVID, right? So yeah, we'll, yeah, uh, okay. we'll give us a pass yeah. there, maybe. Little, little off, yeah. But enough. This is the beginning of some special shit to come for sure, oh, yeah. because the jobbers have to go across the pond to Scotland, and that's for damn sure. We've already discussed it. Uh, it comes up all the time when we're talking with friends and stuff like that. Hey, you want to go to Europe? Let's do, you know, yeah. what are you guys thinking? You know, wherever you go in Europe, if other people are having a trip already planned, like a wedding or something like that, it's like, okay, you're going to Italy. Yeah. Why don't you just fly to Edinburgh? We'll all fly to Edinburgh. And then from there, do whatever you got to do. I'm going to Greece. I'll see you later. Right. Yep. But, you know, Bonnie Scotland's calling our name. You gotta, you gotta stop off for at least a night or two and have a pint in the, in the butter. Ah, you know? Let's go. Go Guilford Ars, baby. Guilford Ars, that's the one. <laughs> Guilford Ars, baby. <laughs> Love it. Shout out to the Guilford Ars. Shout out to the Guilford Ars. Of course, now it is over to you, Waxman. We have enough uh, cheeky banter out of the three idiots. Tell us oh, what's going right. on. Dingle, uh, dangle. Here comes a bangle. That's right. Bangle your news, you dingle, dangle shitheads. Uh, <laughs> Finished it strong. I love it. <laughs> hey, why not? There's the new drop. I'll get it made for next week. <laughs> Excellent. You know how it is. Uh, okay. There was no good news this week. It was only uh, crummy, but two things I do want to mention. Uh, rest in peace from the jobbers to Lanny Poffo, the genius. Um, some might know him from his work in WCW, WWF. Uh, the brother of the macho man, Randy Savage as well. They are reunited uh, at rest. And our thoughts to Jerry the King Lawler uh, apparently suffered a stroke, at least at the time of our recording this, um, and was rushed to the hospital. So hoping he's doing well as well. Uh, one, of the, one of the greats, one of the names synonymous with professional wrestling, and especially with WWE. So... I think those are the two things I wanted to cover. What I really wanted to focus on after that is just a little segment. I had had a couple extra names planned with Jason in mind, but what I want to do is uh, we're, we're kind of in that road to WrestleMania. Well, we not kind of. We are in that road to WrestleMania, and WrestleMania, we always look at it as kind of the season finale. Now, of course, there's no layoff. There's literally... 24 hours between the season finale and the new season being Monday Night Raw. But what I'd like to hear from you guys is I'm going to give, and we'll go one by one, and I'll give you a name. It could be a name of an individual, could be a name of a tag team, a faction. And I want you to tell me what a good 2023 looks like for that person or people. So, you know, I'll, I'll, Go one, you know, I'll, I'll alternate back and forth. I have a few names in mind, and I'll start with you, Jordan, and I'm gonna go oh, with yeah. your boy, Drew McIntyre. What does a successful 2023 look like for Drew at this 
point. Mac and fart. That's right. Uh, Drew Mac and fart needs to <laughs> in twenty. Oh, James, this is tough. Um, mm-hmm. in twenty twenty three, I think Drew needs to move away from being a tag team wrestler, which he seems to have been for the last few months. I'm not saying that he can't have a title run as a tag team with what I'm guessing would be Sheamus. But I think by the end of the year, I'd like to see him back in the main title picture. I think it looks like what we're leading up to in the end of the season, if we call it that for WrestleMania, that either we're going to have a new champion or we're going to have split titles again. I need another singles run from Drew. I think he deserves it. I don't think he got a, a, a fair enough shake at it last time, seeing as he held that title during the, the COVID era, the yeah. Thunderdome era. He did um, it well. He, he, and he did phenomenally well. He did phenomenally well. But I, I think he really needs to be up there again. Um he is too big of a personality, too big of a character, too physically imposing to not be in that picture. Um, and I think this needs to be done sooner rather than later. Otherwise, he ends up being somebody, and I mean no disrespect when I say this, somebody like a Seamus who will get close now and again, but never quite get the, you know back to... That, uh, that main title picture again. So I think we need to see Drew in the main title picture by the end of this year. He doesn't need to necessarily win it, but have an opportunity at least in getting that. Nice. Yeah, I think he's still owed that kind of title win in front of fans. I don't know that that's going to be this year for him, but just reestablishing himself as a singles competitor. Seems like he's just kind of having fun now. So, so I totally think, uh, yeah, great answer. Brad, you and I had some heat over this man uh, a couple days ago, so I'm giving you the opportunity to explain yourself. Your person is Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt. So I wish I wish Jason was here. So I wanted to bring up both of these. We had some heat over Bray Wyatt, and then we had heat over Cody Rhodes. Now, yes. Jason's bored of Cody Rhodes. He's yes, been back for say that. fucking one match. Jason's <laughs> bored of him. He was off for months after wrestling his heart out with a torn peck off the bone. Jason's bored of him. Okay. I don't share Bray that Wyatt. opinion. I don't share that Bray Wyatt went away for uh, You don't share it or you do share it? I don't share Jason's opinion about right. Cody. That I could say. It's a, it's a strong one. It's a very Jason a very, one, of course. Yes. You know, and it, I get it. It's telegraphed. He's going to WrestleMania. He should win. All of that. Cool. It's going to be fun to be on the ride. Yes. For Bray Wyatt, he just came back. We just got Bray Wyatt coming back, and he gets put into like his first package since years off, right? And it's against L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight had just finished some garbage managerial position that he never should have been put in, and he gets to come back as L.A. Knight. No longer they they changed his name. Eh, insane, right? They were just gonna have him as a mouthpiece. The guy is a fantastic wrestler. He is so damn good. And he deserves to be in the main title picture at some point, too. On to, this is all coming after Jordan's point because he's talking about champions, right? We've gotten so used to having these long champions, these long-term champions. We had Brock, and then we had, uh, you know, a little bit of action, and then, bang, Roman. And it's going to be weird to have either multiple belts or at least one belt that multiple people can fight over. As you're saying, you know, 
Drew deserves it. Well, how's he going to get in this title picture with KO and, and everybody else? There's so many people that have been held just below, and now they get to go over. Will Brave Wyatt be one of those guys? Does he deserve to be in the title picture, the main title picture? I think eventually, but he just came back. We just saw his first match, and he had, and they give him a fucking Mountain Dew pitch black match. Like, It's yeah. a really quick promo with LA Knight, and they did a great job. LA Knight does a good job calling out Bray Wyatt in because Bray Wyatt can ramble sometimes. It doesn't make any sense, right? And we're like, okay, that's a really cool promo, but I don't understand what the fuck you're saying, so what's the point of it? And that's what he needs to get away from, and LA Knight will call him out for that, and he has to speak to LA Knight directly. And that, I think, is what started to make this feud pretty hot near the end, but it never really got the time and steam it deserved. But LA Knight came out of it looking great, and I think he can move on to bigger and better things. And Bray Wyatt now, what's going to happen? There seems like there's so much story left to tell that we need some sense to be made here. Okay, yeah, Bray Wyatt comes in. He's not going to be the cult leader anymore. He's done with his demons. LA Knight brings that out of him again. Now he's back to that, right? So that we got that little story arc. And now, who's Uncle Howdy and all the boys? And then where do we go from there? This is what I need to see. Before Bray Wyatt deserves to be in any title picture, we need to, to start getting the storyline going. Is he with Alexa Bliss? Like, are, Is that storyline happening? Is she a part of the team? Nobody knows, right? There's so much ambiguity here that we need more detail. So what I'm hoping for for Bray Wyatt in 2023 is some clarity. What the fuck are you yes. talking about? And what's going so, on with all the people? And that we can agree so, on. That we can agree on. I, I absolutely agree with that. What's the timeline for that? So when's the payoff? I would like there to so, be some for big me, reveal by WrestleMania. Something. And and that and that's that's it. Like, is that I, gonna be the Because for me, he's been back now three months? Was it October or November? Three or came four. Back? Two three, three, Which three is three ish months. Not a lot, but a lot of time at the same time. It, yeah, one, it's not was a it lot. one one real match or one, one real five feud? minute match? One, that one match. gimmicky and yeah. One five minute gimmick match. Yeah. One match, but he's been doing promos pretty much every week since he came back. A lot of promos right? for sure. Fine. So, uh, for a long time against nobody, just promos yeah, against just himself. The world. And yeah, then exactly. a promo package feud with LA. Knight. I mean, Bray, I, I I love Bray. I've always loved that that type of dark, weird, like twisted cult leader character. Like I, I just find it fascinating because it's something that I don't see every day. It's different to every other wrestler. Every other wrestler wants to win a title and wants to do, but he's he's different to that, and I and I love that. But I need a payoff, and I'm sorry, him in a mask drinking Mountain Dew with a bunch of creepy animals looking down at him from above doesn't satisfy my appetite for Bray Wyatt. So I need a payoff, and I'm sorry, WrestleMania could be too far away for a lot of people to keep that momentum going. So it really depends what happens, right? Are we going to continue to get promos or not? We if the comparisons the always come down to is. like because one of the big problems with Bray is the the fantastical stuff that he does, right? It's all kinds of manipulations and things. Mm -hmm. What other wrestlers have been able to do that and get over? Well, the number one would be the Undertaker. He's done all kinds of mystical shit. He's been able to kick out of moves that he shouldn't. He's able to sit up. There was an urn involved, and he got this power from the urn. The urn, was, you know, there's been a lot of stuff that doesn't make sense and you know that isn't very real. Undertaker's got lightning bolts, he's hung people, he's put people on crosses, but he gets away with yeah, it true. because he has matches and he wins them. 
So if you're going to be and a fantastical, supernatural person, you can't be fighting in Mountain Dew matches all the time, and you can't be losing all the time. Otherwise, it doesn't yeah. work for me. Yep. Okay, back to Jordan. Uh, okay. okay, let's do this one. <laughs> <laughs> Your group we, you you got to do one after at some point, right, Wax? I hope. You want me to I do hear one? one okay. from you. I'll, uh, give, give, give me, me like one. a give me NXT one or give me some cool, I don't know. Yeah, yeah okay. I'll do one I'm more for each of you, and then you guys can spring one each on me. Okay. So, Jordan, your group is damage control. All three of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> control. I gave you a softball yeah. with Drew. I gave you. A, I have to. I have to change it up a little. Yeah, Drew is an easy, an easy going. I reckon. Um, damage control. Flap. All right. Um. So. They are a faction that have no ambition or drive for me. I don't know why they're together. They seem to be forced together at SummerSlam, so I don't really understand why they're a thing. There's no common... Really, there's no common enemy. There's no common purpose and no thread between them that links them together. Like They're not all a certain heritage or uh, they've all been underdogs or whatever like they they're they're just three different people that have been put together right so how is how do you predict what they are going to do based on the fact that i don't know who they are right and that's my problem with them up to this point Mm -hmm. individually incredible absolutely incredible i would watch any one of them dakota yeah i would i would watch any one of them in the main title picture. But I don't think that's what's going to happen this year with them. I think they, with the women's tag titles and with Bailey, eventually they'll lose that. I reckon there'll be, there'll be a bit of a losing streak that comes out of this. And then I think they are in the perfect place for a, a women's blood feud. It's something we don't get very often and we don't get very often done well. But if you've given me for the last year or so this faction of three women who are apparently best friends for whatever reason, again, we don't really understand why they just are. And then eventually one turns on another and then maybe one... So here's a here's a random idea, right? Um, Dakota gets injured and it's Eo and Bailey. And Bailey starts pushing Eo. Eo turns on Bailey. There's a bit of a feud between them. Dakota comes back and then she's got to pick an alliance. Like, who does she put? Does she go with Bailey, who was the leader, or does she go with Eo, who was her partner? Like, that kind of thing is interesting story. Survivor Series. Let's see a triple threat between the three of them. I don't know. Just, I don't know. <laughs> but they don't strike me as a faction that are going to win titles together, but more a vehicle for storyline between them somewhere down the line yeah there's my hot take you worded that really well you, you handled that better so uh hopefully yes, yes this, uh, either either stronger together give us more relation between them or give us a storyline that plants the seeds of tearing them apart i agree with you there yeah. brad in that spirit your group is the judgment day Whoa, Judgment Day. Just watching them yesterday. It's a tough one. 
And they've one. come so far. Yeah, yeah. Right? And there was a little a slip yesterday, we'll call it. No, obviously not a big deal. It happens. It happens. But the group is firing all cylinders. And I don't necessarily want to see them get broken up yet, but I don't I still don't think that Finn fits. Mm. So if there was a way to switch him out for someone else or just get rid of him all together, I think that would be great. I think that's the next step for this these guys after WrestleMania is somehow they turn on Finn, Finn gets booted out, and he can do something else. Put him in the club. If he's not going to be in the main title picture doing something great and you're just going to waste Finn Balor, stick him in the club and let him have fun with it, right? And we're hoping that the tag team division gets a lot hotter next year and we start to see a lot of things go down. I'm hoping for something there. I don't know. But I want to keep them together because I do think that Dominic is better than he's ever been. I hate him so much. It's ridiculous, right? How much heat he has, and he deserves it. He's such a little rat, talking all the time about how he's been in jail, what it was like in jail. And then Edge made a comment about him, uh, you know, dropping the soap type joke, but I was a little surprised uh, at. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> 2023. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, Finn, yeah. there's opportunity. <laughs> AJ's injured. Anderson and Gallows are somewhere hanging around. Right, what are they doing? There's an opportunity. <laughs> So, AJ's out. I could see Priest, Dom, and Rhea working as a trio. 100%. Rhea's the leader. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, of course. That that's an angle that they need to <clears throat> they need to push more. It's kind of hinted that she's the not the leader, but like it's yeah, she is. Like but she's a massive part is, of that. I don't know. Yeah, like I I think they really need to push on that angle because right. I feel like she saved that whole group. Though my God, maybe a yeah. little power Without struggle. Her, none of this happens. Type angle between <laughs> I, Finn and yeah, Rhea maybe. could be but, interesting. You know, it, it's it's have the a first match time and that him. legitimately, legitimately, a faction could be led by a woman in WWE that isn't an all women faction, right? Yeah, I don't. True. I can't think of a time where I've ever seen that. Because she's going like to get the title, even right? Even when we had China at some point, she was following other people. She was never she leading anything. She didn't have the the confidence and the charisma that Rhea has. The only thing, and it was also really, a different yeah, time. It would be well. like yeah. Eminem, like with Melina and Nitro and Mercury. <laughs> That's the, the only there one that go. comes to mind right now. Yeah, yeah like Zelina was kind of leading her yeah. faction too. It's like. But she I mean, leads, I mean, like, I, mean, I think she's the best wrestler in the group as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Rhea? Like, yeah. G- yeah. Give me yes. give me Rhea with the IC title, and if she's the only one with gold in that faction, I would love that. Yeah. That'd be crazy. Uh, That'd be okay. wild. You guys have one or two for me? Yeah, just yeah let's yeah. go with number one, off the top of my head, Street Profits. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. That's a really tough one because I know the popular the popular narrative is for Montez to break away and become a main event. Look, he's going to be in the chamber. Dawkins mm. will not be. I don't think it's the right time yet because the Prophets have lost a lot of the smoke that they had mm, yeah. last year. And it's hard, right? When you have a tag team like the Usos who is holding the belts for such a long time it's hard for any tag team that isn't them to stay hot and You're i think not fighting for anything both, at that point yeah, right <laughs> i think one or both of them were injured as well so i think we need to build them up as a credible tag team again first they don't need to win the belts but they have to be that consistent number two number three on the roster and it can happen if the bloodline is falling apart and the yes. tag team belts become more accessible yeah 
there's an opportunity to build them over the next year. So, if I had I'm to cool pick a tag team to eventually dethrone the Usos, they'd be up there. But I think I think a successful 2023 for them is stem, is them staying together. Montez, okay. 2024 will be his year, I think, and Dawkins too. Honestly, everyone always forgets, but he's, a, a, he's a tag great. on question to that. Yep, to both of you, really. How do you break up or separate the two of them? How how do you do uh, that? I think there's a nice opportunity for Montez to go heel. And I think of heavy machinery when Tucker turned on Otis. Yeah, okay. And of course that was yeah, botched yeah. from the beginning. But Tucker was, was actually awesome. quite interesting. He was good on the mic. They just never yeah. used him. Yeah. I think Montez can do that. Something along that line. To Dawkins. And because I, I think Dawkins needs to be the face, I think he needs to be the baby face in this, because, yeah. and through no fault of his own, people have seemed to be more interested in Montez. So what he did last night, did you see? Uh, no, I didn't he watch it yet. Shaking, he did this weird shaky thing, like he because he came up behind Dominic, yeah, shook all the way up to him, and then screamed at, behind. It was so funny, like no one can, no one can do what he does. Like he's just, yeah. it's so he's so got good. a charisma. Yes. crazy charisma like yes. such a you know magnetic personality you yeah. want to see more and yeah. Dawkins is great too and they work so well together but you're right does Dawkins have the same potential I don't know maybe he does and maybe. I could Dawkins work it as a singles guy for sure he could could he join uh, a team like Gable and uh, Otis sure why not add some spice to that little trio they're, they're fun you know they don't have mm. to they don't have to win a ton you know they'll always have some legitimacy Something like that could work. And yeah. you could do it either way, I think. Whichever one is face or heel, I think it works. Yeah. Because I think Dawkins going heel and joining those guys is, is good too. And Montez continues sure. his face rise. I don't nice know. Nice idea. All right. I'm not sure. Give me one more. Give me one more. Give me a single. I've got one for you. Yeah. I've got one for you. Um, In in a land of... Uh, dinosaurs. In a land of dinosaurs. No. In a <laughs> land of... Mordor. Wrestlers. <laughs> Like Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns, uh, Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley, Sami Zayn—you know all of these guys. What does twenty twenty three look like for Austin Theory? Oh, good one. Current U.S. champ. Oh, I'd love to. A hear lot of people gunning for that title. This. That's his boy. But oh, Austin, honestly, I think Austin's in the pocket right now. I think he's exactly where he should be. I'd like for him to start by winning the Elimination Chamber, and winning. Wow. That'd he can win club. dastardly, but I don't want him to win dirty. I want him to, to mm. he doesn't need to look dominant, but I'd like him to get a legitimate pinfall or submission, probably okay. pinfall for him, uh, to, to retain. I'd like him to at least carry the title into Mania, whether he's doing something with Cena, like everyone's rumoring, or, or doing something else. I think the reason so many people turned off uh, on Austin Theory was because he was so pushed and yeah. do i think he didn't deserve it no i don't think so i think he did he's good he's young he's a good wrestler he's a pretty good talker getting better but i think the slow build up for him he hmm. needs to let it clear out at the top a little bit more build some legitimacy with the u.s title stay in the u.s title picture look what it did for bobby Look what it did for yeah. Seth, even. And these are guys who already had main title runs, and it still made them more legitimate. It still gave them something to do. It still solidified them. 
Austin isn't there yet because he's been doing a little Miz thing where he's winning dirty all the time. Even his retention yeah. and his title win were, were kind of someone else doing it for him. <laughs> so he's got to start winning a bit more legitimately. And I would love to see maybe even definitely not a money in the bank win, but I'd love to see him in some sort of match where he either can win a championship opportunity or even a title match itself maybe around survivor series i don't think it would be okay. a singles match i think it would be a triple threat four-way something like that but but included in that type included of in that and i money think in the chamber money in the chamber <laughs> money in the chamber but i i think the important thing is we wait because in that timeline he builds himself as a legitimate threat mm. I think he has to still shake off a bit of the, the pish from his cash-in, from his big push that some people didn't oh, yeah. believe was warranted. But time is everyone's best friend. The golden egg? What was that? What was he looking for? The golden for? egg. Oh, yeah, the egg. The golden the, egg, the, the, the the egg storyline. It, was it wasn't the golden boy. He was the golden egg. Yeah. So. <laughs> Glad he's gotten rid of the egg. But, <laughs> now he's got gold around uh, his waist. Instead. You know, <laughs> WWE has something great with him. He's not going anywhere. He's he's 25. No. That's That's... Super young in wrestler years, especially yeah, male crazy. wrestler years. What's yeah. Dom? Dom's twenty four. He's twenty five. Like, Dom's you're older have... than him. That's cr- both really? of them are like oh. you know mid twenties. Like that's yeah. There's that's guys in their forties who are still like Bobby and Brock are what 45, 46. So Austin could be here for another twenty years if he wants to. Knock on wood. Mm. So there's plenty of time, plenty of time. Absolutely. Let him let him ride with the title for a bit. All right. Well, thanks for indulging me, Jobbers. I thought that was great. Uh, I think it's a this is the right time. I mean, we're yeah, a month in, but yeah, I think now's the time to kind of project, see uh, kind of what we would like to see for some of these people. Uh, there's many more. Uh, I couldn't obviously go through every single name, and there's some names I don't frankly care about. Um, no, but I think what I'll do is what's I'll... one name you don't care what they do in 2023? One name I don't care. The Miz. Yeah, it's like no, no respect. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a very Hall good of Famer, call. all of that. But you're right; that's a but, great call. Like, but, shit. yeah, that's it. Between between us, nothing the Miz does this year is going to B- between add us on a podcast yeah, that anybody can listen to, and however many people are listening to this, millions and, and millions, millions of jobber fans. Uh, yeah, we wish. Um, nothing the Miz does, probably ever again in the ring, will add to or take away from his repertoire. He's a Hall of Famer. He's one of the great success stories because, really, he started from just, you know, yeah. way down. Everyone thought this guy was legitimately garbage. He stuck with it. He should be commended. But he's at this point where he's either putting him in a feud with a, a celebrity or an up-and-comer to put them over. It's kind of like Jericho yeah. towards the end of, of his WWE time. Even Dolph. Jericho Hausen. Um, Jericho Hausen, exactly. So... <laughs> Or he's he's just in a comedy angle with his massive balls and all that nonsense. <laughs> or we get to see Maurice, which is always fun. Hey, there we go. Hey, maybe we we'll need a see Montreal her appearance. Come on, in the chamber. Uh, in in the, the chamber. chamber. I mean, not in the chamber. <laughs> in, the chamber. <laughs> in the chamber. In the chamber, Maurice. Well, Sorry, wax are in why the chamber. <laughs> all right, Plus. I will turn it over to Jordan for Jason's homework of the week. Absolutely, that is right. Obviously, Jason is not here, uh, so it is up to me to kick off this next segment, which we will start with, of course. Jason's home. 
absolutely beautiful every time I hear it. Whoever sang and recorded and produced that beautiful piece of music deserves a Grammy. And that would be yours truly sitting right here. That is right. But all you get is a jobby. Oh, uh, hey, do you know what? That's pretty good, actually. That's not bad. That's not bad. In the, in the world of awards, I'd, I'd take a jobby over a... Same level. Something else. Um, so, yeah, this is um, something that kind of crossed their table late into... Was it just today? Yeah, yeah. Later, uh, earlier today. Um, there was a post that I believe it was somebody on TikTok just started talking about... Uh, a post from a, an Instagram page called uh, Wrestling Geek. Okay, uh, shout out to them uh, if if you want to go check some of their stuff out. It is interesting. Have a little look through, but they they put out this post that had three rows of of potentially potentially Mount Rushmore of wrestling characters. Okay, and uh, in, in this image it just says erase one legend from each row. So I'll read you the, the three rows just to remind you guys again. Erase. Top row, we have John Cena, The Undertaker, and Stone Cold Steve Austin. In the second row, we have The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, we have Triple H, and we have Brock Lesnar. And in the third row, we have Randy Orton, Edge, and Shawn Michaels, right? And this caused a bit of a debate between us and we thought we'd bring it to the podcast rather than just message back and forward like a bunch of idiots um, and discuss it here together, right? So it seemed to be going... Wax, you're an interesting opinion, particularly about the top row. So I'm going to go to you first. I'd like your opinion on this. Starting with John Cena undertaking Stone Cold. What's your thought there? Which which legend do you genuinely think we can erase from there that would have, for lack of a better phrase, the least impact on the business that we've grown up with? Well, I'll start off by saying there's really no right answer here. No. It's, it's meant to be challenging. But when I think of two of those three names, I think of eras. Stone Cold Steve Austin was the Attitude Era. John Cena was the Ruthless Aggression era. The Undertaker, while timeless, while a legend, while immortal, I don't associate him with an era, and especially when such a big chunk towards the end of his career was the WrestleMania streak. He'd wrestle mm. once a year, and that's no disrespect to the man. But I, I think just because... We're phrasing the question. I'm taking the question as is, who has the least impact if you erase them from history? I think I'm erasing The Undertaker. That's crazy. It's great, but would any answer be less crazy, I ask? Uh... What's your What's your choice, Jordan, out of those three? I'm curious, because my choice would be Taker as well for the reasons that I stated earlier and very similar to Wax's, and there's no wrong answer here, of course. No. But I'm just curious I mean... on your answer, that's all. It's tough because when I look at the three, I the, the one that I go I need to keep in is Taker. I think Taker has potentially one of the greatest wrestling matches of all time in him and Sean at WrestleMania 25. Not potentially, it's up there as one of the best. Yeah, right. Sure. He, you're right, he, he, there's no era that is defined by Taker, but I think that proves how important 
he is for the last 30 years of the business. That he didn't, he, he wasn't, uh, you know, he didn't burn hot in one period and then disappear. He, he's been going for that long that I think if you take him out, you lose so much. So then I've got to pick between John Cena and Stone Cold. I think one of the weakest eras for me in terms of my enjoyment of the product is the John Cena era. And I would probably say I'm taking him out. Again, that's really tough to say because I guess, like you said, he does define that particular era. And we're probably talking, what, 2004 to 2010? thereabouts. But that was a, a time in the product where I wasn't as enthralled. And if I'm saying I need to keep Taker in because of his longevity and I need to pick which product I preferred, I preferred Stone Cold's product to John Cena's. So I'm taking out John. Cutthroat. It's a cutthroat business. It's not easy. Not easy. I Honestly, the one that I said needed to stay in was John Cena. I was between Taker and Austin. For me, the one that would stay is Austin. Like Austin, I guess, because he was so impactful to my youth and my peak of Mm. wrestling viewership was at the peak Austin era, watching everything, everything I could, you know? Yeah, (laughs) I think. So, like, that's a pretty hot one. But throughout my entire life of wrestling, including the first match that I can remember, I've said it multiple times, is Taker versus Giant Gonzalez. Taker's been there through my entire wrestling yeah. Through my entire life, because I've liked wrestling, I guess, since forever. So he's always been there, which is crazy. Like, <laughs> that's nuts to say, but I still think he's the one that, that I would cut from there. But are we in the, the Roman era right now? Uh, the last two years? I don't, I don't know what we would call it, but we I'd say we're in the Roman era. Absolutely. Like, if Roman, Roman were to lose the title at Mania or something, I feel like that's the end of the Roman era. And it's like Thunderdome era and then Roman era. You know, like that four, like maybe like yeah. that four or five year span. I don't know. And you can even I, I take in the, 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 the years before it, we where we were kind of pushed Roman onto us a little bit. Yeah. That, that's still the Roman True. era because it was abundantly clear that he was going to be the guy. Mm. Yeah, is that like the end is. of the reality era? The reality so era, like, I, yeah. Th- there was a time I don't know when, when that ended. When Roman was getting pushed, probably like 2015-ish, yeah. 2016, when Roman started to get pushed and he kind of built and built and built for about a year or two years. And then... Eventually, everyone hated him for whatever reason. <laughs> he then disappeared for a bit because he was obviously ill. And then he comes back. He then goes away again because of COVID. But then he comes back and he was the best. Like, I feel like he's like that John Cena character that we got in the early 2000s. Or, yeah, early 2000s. There was a sneaky heel. In and out, in and out of the yeah, basically Rat. in and out of the the kind of top of that card. So yeah, I definitely think we're in the Roman era right now. And I don't think even if he lost the title, I don't think that would end the era. I think he would be. It's a good a, point. Like, good point. They wouldn't get rid of him. Yeah. Um, let's move on to the next line. This one could be based on your opinion. Could be easier. Uh, the the second row is. Um, The Rock, Triple H, and Brock Lesnar. Brad, I'm going to go to you first. 
Good, because three. you get the third line, you dirty rat, because that's the toughest line in the whole damn thing. This line, I think, is at least a little bit easier. Maybe okay. it depends what who you're a mark of. Now, for me, the one that stays, no matter what I look at through, The Rock. The Rock, I'm not touching him, because it's The Rock. Again, for me, The Rock impacted me so much, because he was the face of the company. Those years where he was at the top, the years with, with Stone Cold being at the top, like, those two together, like, we, I just got so spoiled. We all got spoiled having Stone Cold and The Rock, like, basically back-to-back incredible i love triple h he's never been necessarily no he's been the guy he, he carried the company he carried the ball now he is the ball he, you know he's the game and he gets to set the rules and he gets to write the script so he really sets the rules and i don't know i don't see how and, and again if you go back to waxman's point of not just who, who's my favorite or whatever it's whose impact on the business you can't remove triple h if you're counting everything especially mm. now Right, his impact on the business, creating NXT, and bringing in the stars that NXT brought in, and then having those stars come up, pretty fucking big deal. So yeah. good, good on you for that. The Rock's reign is short, so I can see if you want to say like, "Hey, The Rock didn't do that much. He was only there for a hot second, then he's off to Hollywood, and he said, "Fuck off, I'm going to be the Scorpion King." But I still think <laughs> that run is so hot that it deserves to stay there. And Brock, as much as I love Brock, no disrespect to the Canadian King himself, the, I mean. It's just you're up against Triple H and The Rock, bro. That's it. Yeah, yeah that, that's, <laughs> that's it. That's, that's that, what it comes yeah. down to. You're, you know, you leaving and going to UFC and becoming the UFC heavyweight champion with a stomach-eating virus gave you so much legitimacy. Disappoint, disappoint, disappoint. Disappoint, disappoint, But, you know, The Rock, Triple H, sorry. Flipping the ring over with the forklift ain't going to fix the, ain't going to beat The Rock's promos. Closer. It was pretty damn good. Yeah. I mean, I completely agree with everything Brad has said. I do not... Uh, Triple H has done... I mean, he's my favorite wrestler growing up. But if I take that away, he has done so much for the business that if you erase him, the business isn't the same. So we then look at The Rock and Brock. And... Maybe there's something to be said about the fact that The Rock has done more outside of the business than inside of it. And does that impact inside, if that makes sense? Yeah, I get that. But like even the worst version of The Rock, which in my opinion is Hollywood Rock, <laughs> is still one of the best characters that's ever <laughs> happened to WWE. Like, it... it Everything that he's ever done has been fantastic, and he's incredible in the ring as well. Yeah, a shorter multi-generational run. star. Absolutely, a shorter run than Brock for sure. But there's been more that I didn't in- enjoy. I, I could just Brock. laugh right now thinking about the Rock's promos, you know. Like, but then yeah, maybe like we could it, do the same it, with some of Rock's, funny. you know, like when he's him and the Undertaker more laughing recently, at each other in the middle of the ring. More <laughs> recently, I can do that, but. You also have to remember that Brock has one of the worst ever matches of all time <laughs> with Goldberg and Stone Cold as the, the ref. So for that alone, if that's what oh, it comes no. down to, Brock, sorry, mate, you're out. You're I blame out. that on Goldberg. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll be the, uh, <laughs> to be fair. Yeah. I'll play the role of Jason today and be the contrarian. Um, <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> for me, Brock was the one I kept in immediately. I think they're... Brock! Yep. Yeah. When all is said and done, there might not be 
a name above Brock Lesnar when he decides to finally step out of the ring for the last time. I think he's that good. I think he's got that much star power. I will admit when I was originally thinking about this, I separated Triple H the wrestler and Triple H, you know, uh, the, the, the person who has contributed behind the scenes to NXT, to WWE as it is now. And so that's why I'm cutting him, the wrestler. I'm not cutting <laughs> Hunter, Papa H. I'm not cutting him. His, his contributions to NXT as the NXT mark, I got to stick with him. His, his current contributions, I think, have been very good, although we, we still need to give it some time, see the fruits of the labor pay off. And then Dwayne, you know, Dwayne, uh, again, the same argument you guys had. The peak was short, but it was so good. And if I'm going to keep Austin in for that reason, I got to keep Dwayne in too. You gotta keep, yeah. So Hunter just, you know, he had that little bit between the Attitude Era and the Cena Era where he was the guy, Evolution. But, but you got to, just, just before that, there's a little something called Degeneration X. There was and that's Degeneration, the thing, maybe, but the and, thing is, all, still, of, and I, all I of Triple H's like best work... We don't get DH without... All DH. All of Triple H's best work <laughs> is with other people. It's with other people. I don't know that I can remember too many times when Triple H, as a singles competitor, gave me a memorable moment. And that's not a, a detriment to him. He was such a good faction leader he was such a good heel with evolution with you know obviously a face with dx the first version of dx not the pish yeah. pg version that we got later <laughs> but the, this these questions aren't meant to be easy so i'm sorry jordan wow. I, i'm cutting i'm cutting triple h i can't cut brock he's well he's a mount rushmore guy for me in a few uh in a few years time when there's another one of these lists and you're in it because you've your contributions to wrestling journalism i'm cutting you (laughs) all right (laughs) wax is getting cut i'll deserve that um (laughs) probably right last slide let's do this um apparently i'm going to be taking this one first we have randy orton edge and Shawn michaels um no question uh sean is absolutely staying that for me there's not even a debate in that i'm seeing a couple of nodding heads there from you guys so i imagine that you feel the same i so it's between randy and edge that's tough that's really tough um where do i start you have edge is somebody who has innovated as a singles competitor but also as an innovator within tag team wrestling earlier in his career so if i cut him out i probably lose a lot of that you know we lose tlc we lose um that we lose the whole matt hardy angle and lita which Granted, it's a bit haunted, as Wax would put it, but but still, it's it's a memorable storyline, a memorable thing that happened. We lose, um, yeah, Edge and Christian and the the photo stuff, um, what, what, five second photo or whatever it is, right? We lose the more recent version of Edge coming back and and facing off against, for example, Randy Orton and what apparently was the best ever wrestling match, which it definitely was not the best ever wrestling match, but anyway. 
Or then I look at Randy, who was the youngest ever champion, part of Evolution, you know, staple in in the John Cena era, actually, as the villain of the piece. Like, if, if you think about that era where John Cena's basically face the entire time, the villain to him is Randy Orton. Mm. So I think it's tough. I... I'm probably going to have to go with Edge. I think Randy held Randy held up too much when Edge wasn't around. Granted, through injury, I understand that he couldn't wrestle, so it's not like I'm saying you left, well then you're getting cut. But he did so much for the company, and it, some of it was bad, but it was still he did it. Like he he stuck around. He kept going. He kept being put in crap matches and crap scenarios, but he, he stuck through it. And now we're getting this almost, this payoff with Randy where, granted, again, now he's injured, ironically, where he's a different version of himself. He's tagging with with guys. He's, he's doing different promos. We're getting some great work from him. I'm excited to see him coming back. I know it's going to happen hopefully soon. So I, I don't think I can cut him, not necessarily because I have thousands of moments where I'm like, yeah, he is key to this, you know, the history of WWE, but because he is somebody who's stuck around for as long as he has, including the downtime. Like if you talk about somebody like Taker or Cena or Brock, these are guys who have been around a long, long time, but they're not there every single week. Randy's been around since two thousand and two 2003 that's 20 years and he's never really disappeared he's been around that entire time that's impressive yep so i don't think i can cut him for that reason alone so i'm cutting edge triple h evolution also i uh yeah like yeah <laughs> i i think i agree with you jordan i think edge is my cut as well and it pains me as a canadian to cut a fellow canadian but it you know sean was off the table for me immediately he's the best ever in my opinion and I, I speak as not even a big Randy Orton fan, as you guys know, but mm. if there's one thing Randy did, I think, better than just about anyone, is that no matter whether he was face, heel, in a group, on his own, in a tag team, being goofy, being serious, being haunted, whether he was the legend killer, rated RKO, evolution, or just the Viper, he was always Randy Orton. His character was so smooth, transitioning from phase to phase to phase, I think better than just about anyone in the history of the company. No matter what he said or did, it made sense that Randy Orton would say and do those things. Yeah. And like the fact, and I know that's like, okay, well, surely there's someone else who can. Why do we need him there? I think, as you said, Jordan, the longevity, the fact that he's been able to always be that, that that example of what a character should be, I, I think you can't take that away, especially from this era of WWE as kayfabe breaks down a little more every day, every week. Uh, you know, he's never going to be remembered for his title reigns, but neither Sean, neither's Undertaker. But you are going to remember Randy Orton. He's been around for so yeah. long. He's been in so much. And even when he's had his down times, less inspiring, less interesting, he's always been Randy Orton. And so I got to keep him. Edge, I'm sorry. Wish I could keep you. I can't. Can't do it. 
So I'm cutting down the middle in all three rows here. There we go. I'll uh, I'll keep mine quick. Just want to give yeah. Edge his due here. Yes. Because there's a few things that need to be mentioned. His tag teamwork, especially early on, is some of the greatest wrestling work of all time, right? Those TLC matches, all the ladder spots, him and Christian just, you know, it, it needs to be mentioned because it might be the thing that edges him out for me. Hint, hint, wink, wink. And the live sex celebration is still the most viewed <laughs> moment in WWE history. And that moment alone is just like an iconic piece of the Attitude Era. And I feel like Edge is a bigger part of that era than maybe we give him credit for. Yeah. And yeah. I think of like his tag team. He's obviously love Christian, but he's the main piece of that. And we saw that where he went. And if you take him out of any of the groups that he's been in, they just don't work. Yeah. Whereas Randy Orton, you take him out of Evolution, it still goes. I know they needed the young blue chip stud and all of that, but it, it could have been someone else, although Randy Orton was perfect. And there's okay, like I'm nitpicking here, right? I feel like you could take him out of there and evolution still happens. You can't take any of the other three out. Maybe Batista, you have to put another big, beautiful beast. Mark Jindra. I don't know who that would be. Mark Jindra, uh, yeah. You. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you're cutting Randy? Yeah. Okay. Wow. All Damn. right, well, there you Canada. go. Just to be contrary. Yeah, really. A nice little thought exercise. We should definitely do more of these. That was sick. Yeah. Well done. Thank well you, done. at Wrestling Geek, for yeah. that uh, that little bit of uh, not trivia, but that little bit of nugget of goodness. I don't know. I'm goodness. I'm a Scotsman. It's late at night for me. I can't. Let's go. Be Let's not be silly. Um. Yeah, so that is that. That is that. Maybe we can get Jason's thoughts on that. Uh, in fact, no, let's not. Nobody needs to know what Jason thinks. Jason would probably erase... Nice voice, idiot! Everybody. Big freak. <laughs> Go and get your throat fixed, yeah. Fix your throat. Actually, Jason, if you listen to this um, and you've not spoken to us beforehand, which is unlikely, if you take a spoonful of butter, like proper butter, and dip it in sugar and then put the spoon in your mouth and let it slowly dissolve. It's very soothing. It'll help your throat. Wow. Spoonful of sugar. Unfortunately, eh? Jason only has, you know, there's there's margarine and there's butter. Uh-huh. There's also a tub from the brand Lactantia here in Canada that makes butter and margarine, but they have one that's just called traditional spread. Uh. That's what Jason buys. Is it a margarine or is it a butter? The last thing we need spread. Jason to do is traditionally spread, all right? <laughs> so let's just not even encourage that kind of chat. <laughs> well, Trevor. job reverse, uh, you know, do you guys want to say anything in goodbye or uh, no. play us out? Nothing? All right. One more well, week. make sure to uh, One more like week. and subscribe. Jordan will be here in a week. Stay tuned to our social medias because there will be all kinds of stuff coming. You know, I'm going to try and post all kinds of stuff. We'll see. We'll see what goes down. When Jordan comes to town. 